podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal, to make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. All right, here we are. Another episode, Relaunch Live podcast. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Veronica <laughs> Figueroa. And where are you today, my dear? I am in Puerto Rico, so a little bit uh, unique setup today, but I'm super excited to be here at our Relaunch Live podcast where we get to rethink reimagine and be super inspired by amazing, amazing people that we get to call our guests. So thanks, yes. Jeff, for kicking us off. What do we have here today? Oh, man, we got we got some awesomeness today. Um, Mr. <laughs> Drew Okendo is uh, here joining us. You're in Florida, my man, right? Hey, Drew? I am. You're I in am. Florida. I'm in New Jersey, so I'm, I'm like the jealous one in the cold. Y'all down in the south. I am a little buttoned up. It's a little chilly up here today. Yeah. You know, I want to tell a little story about Drew. Drew, uh, I got Please. to Drew. Oh, today. story time. A little yes. interesting story time. I met him. I think his first impression with me, he saw me at some event and we're a little feisty. You know, oh, we're uh, going way back. Okay. One of his partners <laughs> at the time, you know, was a little feisty. And, uh, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I have a little fiery personality. But at the end of the day, you know, just uh, committed to to what we were building. And during the pandemic, I had the pleasure of reconnecting with Drew. Someone said, uh, hey, you should call Veronica. She's, you know, they got some stuff going on over there. And Drew was like, hey, I think we should meet, you know, and really talk about what we could do together. And he quickly uh, impressed me and, and joined our, uh, our world and um, took what I considered a, 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 an area that we were okay or good at to great. Um, and that was our listing division. Uh, first came in as a, you know, kind of like that traditional mindset. Well, you got to start on my team as a buyer's agent first and then earn the opportunity to be on my listing team. But I think any team leader that's listening or anyone that's out there building a team or, you know, looking to scale, uh, pay attention, pay attention to how people uh, operate, their behaviors and just kind of their skill set. And there was something that I was like, wait, 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 wait. I, I was like, I need to talk to you. I have this gap in my business in the listing department and uh little birdie tells me your you know conversion and 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 we're just talking and i was like i got a special project for you i was like yeah. i need your help in the listing department and that that was like a month and a half in never looked back i think in the first year with us he did 72 listings or or was close to 60 something i don't know the goal was 72 whatever just crushed it and ever since that we've been able to build some other things and and seeing him just master listing he created a no bs listing team on our team yeah um and i just remember talking to him i'm like all right so tell me about this passion you have for listings uh so i really want to dive into that and then what he does day to day but i will tell you drew you were one of the best blessings that happened to us during the pandemic and i'm just honored to call you a partner and uh and just someone who's i've learned a lot from you and I, every day i talk to you i'm impressed so let's bring it let's bring it to the relaunch live community these listings right now are something that agents need want and oftentimes have a limited belief on and i want you to debunk it and let's go inspire more people to go out there to be great listing agents yeah absolutely if i could add to that it, the feeling's mutual like you were a blessing for me during that time so i really appreciate the opportunity because really without the opportunity, like I could have all the skill sets in the world, but, you know, nobody to use it on, no leads to use it on. So you provided that opportunity and you said something. You said, uh, oh, for me, oh, I, my passion for listings. Actually, it was funny. 
and I have two versions of this that I'll share because there's different types of people out there. My passion is for making money, right? I want to make money and because I got a family to provide for, I got a lifestyle I want to live. So I want to make money, right? Yep, yep. And the other version of that passion is to help people, right? Because in order, like Zig Ziglar said, in order you can have anything you want in the world as long as you help enough people get it. So it goes hand in hand. I like to talk about the money part because that's what people are afraid to talk about. You know, yeah. they shy away from it, from whatever beliefs they have in their head from childhood or whatever. <clears throat> I had that same type of childhood, but those beliefs are gone. So I like to get money. So listings is the way to do it. I love that. And, I, you know, like I think there's always that story, right? Um, you know, that we tell ourselves and, and Jeff, I know you're just now getting to meet Drew, but there's more, right? He's a father. He's a single father. Uh, he's an amazing father. Um, and he has to balance that because when he has 50% of his custody with his children, uh, he wants to be present and listings also is one of the things that he says, gives me the ability to be a little bit more control, run a more controlled business, which I respect that. In addition to that, um, he's very disciplined and regimented. He was in the Marines. Thank you for your service, Drew. Uh, he, once a Marine, always a Marine, right? I, I love Right. So um, he is a Marine, um, but you, know, you take that discipline and then you hear also the reasoning behind it. And obviously his life that he wants to be able to, to have listings just makes sense. So I'll let you kind of just pick at it. I, for, uh, Jeff, go ahead. Get in no, there. No, I, 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 no, I feel that passion, too. I was I was a big listing agent to me. Yeah, like I think you said, you got to find your gift in the business. And when you find that gift, you got to learn to delegate and find amazing people around you that can do the other things that you're not good at. Right. So um, I was super deep into listings uh, many times, too. So this is a passionate topic for me um, because I really think it's a weakness in our industry right now. The lack of skill, the lack of discipline, which you have, Drew. So let's, um, you know, people have this lack of everything. So you have it all. Let's talk about, though, how do you how do you day to day right now? How are you finding people to generate listings? Are you responsible for others generating listings or is it just you going out there and crushing it? So great question. Yeah, um, a little bit of both, right? Because a part of it, I don't know if we want to even go into that side, but a part of it is uh, we have an acquisition business too. Okay. So, you know, we, we married the acquisition and listing department together and they're separate, but they're together because they feed off each other, right? Sure. So it all starts with that conversation and a dialogue you have with the, the seller, finding out which path to take them down. And yeah. if you find out that that path is, you know, an acquisition piece, then all right, we're here. And if, yep. if it's listing, you know, we're there. So um, it's, it's twofold. Like, so I, I do have to find my own, you know, business, go out there and, and crush it for the acquisition yep. side, because we're yep. pretty lean on that side. Yeah. But I do have to help the listening partners that we have on the team uh, get over there the BS stories that they're telling themselves in their head on why they're not getting listings and help them find listings. So yep. we're breeding a, like a culture of hunters, right? We want yeah. hunters on the team. Nobody's sitting there just waiting for a lead to, to drop down from thin air or better yet, a, a signed listing agreement to, to drop down from thin air, right? Yep. They got to go out and get it because no matter where you go, you still are going to have to put in some action, right? I'm on a sure. great team that provides all the leads. Oh my God. When I first came to the team, like it was the best, best, like, listing lead source ever they didn't even know what they had oh my god i was like foaming <laughs> enough and you know what's funny you were talking ronka you were talking about that uh what you you know the whole uh thing about hey i want to try something you know i got this you know thing going on let's put you on a beta you said the beta test right i had that video like once we figured out that it was a good fit and you're giving me like all this praise and stuff i actually have that video 
dad, a good friend of mine recorded, you know, who is Milton. He recorded it. And um, I keep it on my phone, like, because I'm human. Right? I have those days where I don't want to do anything and I don't want to make that first call. I'm not perfect. Right. Uh, so I, I watched that video for like inspiration. Like, I got this, you know, I got to keep going. So, yep. yeah. Sometimes it does take that. I mean, um, I have those days. My, my favorite, just to break off on that, is Mel Robbins. I got a Mel Robbins clip in my phone. Um, the one that she talks about, if you haven't seen it, just talks about no one's coming. No one's coming to oh, help you do this, right? That she's, that's like my go-to oh, clip. Yeah. And I have one of those, man. I'm with you on that. Um, cavalry just, ain't coming. Yeah, no, no one's coming to help you do this. You know, I tell the story to Drew. is like I was in his first pick. I was like pick number two, three. Oh, like, here we go. <laughs> I feel like I was in the draft. But, you know, when you get that opportunity, it was just such a blessing. It was, it, it was. I think it was a blessing on both parts. But I'll never forget also Drew said to me, um, you know, I had all these skill sets, Veronica, but I'm kind of tired, like beating my head up against the wall, like competing against you guys, right? And at the time, you know, we had a pretty awesome opportunity. And um, I was like, man, I just want to share this opportunity with more people and be able to bring the best together so that we can really grow. And it was just that one of those very, very special parts to this um, growth. And now, again, he mentioned the acquisition. Next thing is like, what's next, right, Drew? How can we support you? And this is where that acquisition. So, so let's, let's break down that acquisition. Is, is Quite frankly, is the acquisition basically like an iBuyer model? It's basically I'm going to look to purchase your home. Is it the answer to that? consumer that's looking for that instant offer is that what we're talking because some people may not understand the language we understand acquisition but let's talk about the reality of it the reality of it is um that the iBuyer model is like a costume we have to put on at the time yep. to attract that type of person right right it, it, it's it goes deeper than that because that's just one model on how they do it you know they run on slim margins and they're doing it nationwide we're not that but we right. can talk to that piece and then educate them on what comes with that and then dig deep and find the pain and then really take them to our real model, right? So right. we got a lot of connections through our acquisitions uh, department that we can give them similar to the iBuyer experience, yep. but really as, a, as an investor, because uh, that's what it is, just an invest, investment you know, company, right? right. So yeah. as, a, as an investment company, we gotta make money, we gotta keep the lights on, we can't be you know, just buying stuff at uh, you know, 100% of market value and hope right. and banking on appreciation, you know, to, to make money. Yep. So we have to break all that down to them. But yeah, we, we, we start off sometimes, depending on the person, appealing to that, that, that need or perceived need, right? But yep. when we educate them on what comes with all that, then we can really navigate their pain and all that, find out what's going on and then see what, see, basically we're just transaction engineers. We see what kind of, how we can make money off of that opportunity and help for those people out there who are afraid of money. Yeah, so right. you give them a choice right. of, hey, here's, a, here's one option, just like the iBuyer model, we can purchase property based on these conditions, um, or here based on your timing and your needs and cash flow, well, here's another option, could be listing yeah. and getting market value in our listing plan. Yeah. Um, does this, does I always try and use this analogy, and maybe I go back a little bit into my day. Like I was a, back in the day of say Remax, I was a big Craig Proctor follower, right? So mm. we ran and I still, you know, ran the, if, you know, if we don't sell your home in 120 days, I'll buy it. Yeah. And it was, it drew the conversation. It drew the leads in. We did have conversations about if we didn't sell it or 60 days, whatever the market was, I would buy it, but under terms and conditions. Absolutely. And if we didn't buy it, you know, there was a, another plan, similar concept here, just more direct and upfront. You know what? I'm glad you said you brought that up. Cause, uh, that's important because the thing is, yeah, you're going to buy it at terms that make sense for you to buy it, right? Price and terms. That's right. People don't realize that, but it's, it's the, uh, 
it's having the guts and the confidence to go out and say, if we don't, if we don't sell it in this amount of time, we can buy it. Yep. It's just like the same with, um, those, those, uh, money back guaranteed things, you know, um, if you're not satisfied, you know, you can send it in for a refund. It doesn't always, it do, barely ever happens, you know, according right. to statistics, but you being able to go out on the limb and be confident and say that is yep. how you reel that person in. And yep. then you have that, you know, conversations, right? Set the expectation and then you provide a great service for them and you make money, right? Yep. And you yep. never had to buy their house. You know? That's right. And that's, and we get the listing opportunity. We get in the door first, you know, we yep. get the first conversation, and half the times that first conversation is where you're going to win, you know, because you're going to give them, if you just had one option, they're looking for others. But if you laid it out for them, right, Drew, you lay it out, here's choice A and B and maybe yeah. even C. Yeah. Now they can make Absolutely. an educated decision. Now you're helping people, right? Make that decision. That's one so of my lines right there, an educated decision. I was telling you, at the very least, you'll have enough information to make an educated decision on what you do next. Awesome. Mm, so, so, yeah, so let's go down. Um, so let's break this down then. So we're lead source. Let's just go over lead sources. What are your favorite lead sources? What's working? What should people know about? Um, well, Dude, before give we go there, affairs, give them all the secrets. I don't care. Oh yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, because uh, we, you know, there's plenty of money out there, right? We come from abundance. But before we get there, can I add one thing that Veronica said? Of course. Um, she said uh, something about um, the traditional mindset, right? Coming on a team and uh, and making them be a great buyer agent first, and getting their feet wet in that and experience, and then becoming a listing agent. Yeah, I, I push back on that from the, the from the beginning, respectfully, right during our huddles and stuff like that. And I believe, and I, I stick to that still, right? If you want to be a good listing agent, train to be a good listing agent, right? You don't have to be a great buyer agent to be a good listing agent, right? That's like saying you got to be a good passenger to be a great driver. Doesn't really work like that, right? But it can, <laughs> it can work like that, and there's nothing wrong with it. But just don't, you know, be quick to dismiss the the alternative. Because I came in and I, I always just trained for that. And that's why I do, do what I do now. It just made sense to me. Right? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as we have been wired, Jeff, as you know, we've been in a lot of conferences, we're wired, we're learning the team evolution, right? It's probably about 15, maybe 10 strong years in growing, right? And you heard this journey of what the pathway for an agent was. And that was how we were kind of wired. So Drew, you have shown me a new way, right? And now with this new BS listing team, no BS listing, no BS, <laughs> no BS listing team that we have, right? You know, he's we've given him a platform to build a team of agents that are trained a specific way from day one and actually has moved some agents that were being prepped to go the traditional way. And he was like, Bring them into my world. I'm gonna, I'm going to make them a killer listing agent, an amazing listing agent. So I had to have a shift in paradigm. I had to break and interrupt the pattern of how I was wired as a team leader. And anyone who's listening here, are you open to, you know, trying new things? Um, because it, it, it really shouldn't always be. You know, you shouldn't put people in a box, right? And Jeff, you and I talked about that unboxing, unboxing. certain mindsets, and Drew you know, was passionate about it. He was compliant in following our ways, but quickly he broke that mold. Mm -hmm. And um, here we are almost two years later. Now he's building, you know, this amazing group of people that some are, some are new and coming out the gate swinging. I mean, I think I was looking at Marco's dials and his, uh, uh, his dashboard today, earlier today, when we were looking behind the scenes and um, 38,000 contact attempts. Yeah. He's a killer. And How, yeah, how about yeah. how about Joel? Like he took just took a seven percent listing the other yep. day. Really? And no one 
only reason he was able to do that is because he, he he used the, the system that we that we give him and he, he implemented it and he he found out what the the seller actually needed right what did the seller need right he didn't try to cut the pie and talk about commission before the pie is even baked right he, he just <laughs> he just went he, he understood what was going on he ran he did his his homework presented to what needed to be presented to he didn't go telling them all about this other stuff that doesn't even matter to the to the seller and the the net was perfect right he, he had the end in mind right and it, he agreed and everything went down the commission did fully disclosed everything it's seven percent right at that point if they're bringing up commission it's about greed right and then call it out respectfully tactfully and then tactfully. you know get that thing signed right so he's working that right now and he was a new agent right he he had experience but he came over to the team i actually don't know what brought him to the team but he came over to to the dark side to the no BS side, right? He came over to our side, and I, I call him now. I got a new term for it. We're, we're red pill agents, right? We like the Matrix. Like we don't. They stopped taking that blue pill a long time ago. We're on the red pill now. So he came. He started. He had the red pill. I gave him the option. Took the red pill, and he got an opportunity to to learn listings and and start working towards becoming a master at listings. And he's getting seven percent right off the bat. That was a second listing appointment. Done. His so, mom referred him to the team, and his mom actually is in the business. And she said, "You should uh, go." That's and right. Okay. It, it was pretty interesting because I think it was on another team, and she was like, "This is where you should go." Yeah, so, and for and just to throw it out there, his background—he's a teacher. Uh, right. So if anybody has any limited beliefs about them being a teacher and not making any money, he has a special skill within them that I told him, like, even though his stuff is not like a hundred percent on point, right? But he has a vibe within them that just shows that he wants to help right people. And people just open up to him without even being a master at the, the dialogue and stuff that we teach, you know, so he's going to be a teach, killer. What do you teach them for anyone yeah. who I think that's where Jeff's going next. Right, Jeff? What sure. is it that we teach them? Yeah, what are you teaching? So coming on to this team and I'm Joel or I'm Marco. What is the foundation that you're teaching? The foundation is um, have a system, right? Have a sales system that we give them, right? The reason why we give them a sales system because it's duplicatable and repeatable, right? We can, you know, put some certainty into the to the business, and then also have a sales methodology. It doesn't have to be my sales methodology, right? The methodology part is just what what story is playing in your head, right? The the one that I offer them, the template that I offer them is to to be that agent that is a shark, the agent that is aggressive as hell and is going to get them more money than the market's willing to bear, right? We're going to do it within reason, right? But we're we're showing them everything that's in the market. We're educating them, but we're not just running comps like the traditional agent and things like that. We're, we're explaining how the traditional agent looks at it, but we're also showing them how we look at it, right? It's a, it's a supply and demand principle these days, right? So why are we pricing stuff based off of what happened, uh, you know, six months ago, right? This market's a moving target, right? So if we can get a little bit of innov uh, innovation in, into our listing presentations, like that and showing them that that's how we actually show them how we're different right that little innovation those those things we talk through supply and demand we're talking that stuff as opposed to just talking um you know comparables you know this property here sold you know six months ago at this price you're probably gonna sell that price right it's boring as hell i heard so, the change there right the, yeah that's okay, yeah that's the traditional agent we're not yep. that right yeah we're the red pill agents right so uh, sales pro uh, process uh, methodology, right? If you don't want to roll with that story because maybe you come from a customer service background, all right, we, we will toughen you up a little bit. You can have that that customer service facade if you want, but you're going to be intentional about everything you do, 
right? And then also uh, these wishy-washy words, right? Stop having happy ears. Stop getting happy at because they said maybe, right? We do not tolerate maybes, right? We set an upfront contract in the beginning of the conversation uh, to let them know it's okay to tell us no. We appreciate that, right? We would love a yes, and we always want to go for a yes. Um, but it's the the maybes or the I got to think about it that we can't, we, you know, we can't tolerate. It doesn't do us any good, right? So uh, can you, uh, are you okay with telling me no if this doesn't work, right? So we set that up front, that, that expectation. So we don't get that at the end you know, at the end of the, the process when we go to present and try to close. Right. So, so hold, up, that, hold on. I want to go back to that. That's really important right there. So you're telling them to say, listen, if this doesn't work, tell me no. So, yeah. because let's face it, when you have a, maybe it's wishy-washy, you can't get to the objection. If you say, tell me no, then when you get a no, great, help me understand. Now you can actually address the no, help me understand yeah. why this doesn't make sense. And they'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. The unspoken objection is the one that kills the deal all the time. Mm. Right. You, you never you didn't even hear it. You didn't see it coming. And if that slips through the cracks, we have other uh, measures for that. We can do we have what's called the underwriter touch. Right. If it's on the acquisition side, I can call and play. I'm the underwriter talking. Right. Um, you know, we have the the customer or client success manager role. Right. I call on the, as an advocate for the client to make sure, you know, we didn't miss anything, you know, why you're not doing business, why are you not doing business with us? How can we earn your business? Right. If yeah. we can get that, if we can get that taken care of, would you be ready to move forward with, with, with this person or, you know, just stuff like that. We have those measures in place as a, uh Oh, something I disconnected. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Oh, we got you. Okay, you're good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, you know, I don't even know where I was going with that, but, but no, so, is the, is, so let's, so when you hear the word system, you know, some people might think it's like this magical, beautiful designed Canva PowerPoint presentation, or it's a magical push the button thing. Um, it's probably, if I had to guess, it's probably a bunch of different things combined, right? When you say the system. Whole, the, the whole process, yeah. It's a process, right? Finish. It's not just yeah. not just a magical pretty PowerPoint that takes you from step A to step Z, you know, all the way through. It's a process. Everything has a process to it, right? Yeah, so. everything you say. We use a lot of third-party stories. We use a lot of hypotheticals, right, to pull out, you know, uh, stuff that they don't want to say or they don't feel comfortable saying. We let them know it's okay because we had another seller just last week that was experiencing this and that. And if that's not their situation, right, they'll tell us. But if it is, they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, you know, now they feel a little more comfortable. So we got a lot of little tips and, and tricks and stuff that we do along the way that helps put everything together. We're putting on a performance for them, right? Even if we take it to, like, now it's listed, Right. We're putting on a performance for the buyer agent, putting on the performance for the lender, putting on performance for our client. Everything's a, a, a theatrical performance, because if we sit there and try to make it too easy. Right. That's when people start taking things for granted. You know, oh, maybe I could have got more, you yeah. know. Yeah. Right. So we, we're performing all the time. Mm, yep. I love that. So we missed the part of the, the lead source because you got to have the leads, right? So earlier before you went to touch base on my theory of my old theory of buyer's agent to listing agent, you know, we asked that question. Um, and I think the performance is amazing, you know, uh, um, uncovering the objections and how you present. But so for the agents who are listening, it's like, give me the part where like, where do you, so let's just break that down. Some of the simple things we use realty.com. That's been a really good lead source for us that we like, you know, that we're not afraid to give all of our stuff. Obviously we know we have an account with Zillow, right? We, we, we still have, we don't have as much because there's been some changes obviously, but we're always preparing and arming ourselves. Right. So we have Zillow acquisitions. We have um, some of the 
past client database? So do we work, do we hunt in our database? Mm, you have to. Okay. Absolutely have to. So everybody's always looking for the new listing opportunities. But today, today in our database of over 60,000, 70,000, like there is gold in that database. Yes. So Drew, you were wiring your listing partners to go and hunt inside a listing. You know, the, 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 the best referral source, I think right now, the lead source right now is our past clients and our referrals that were not serviced. You know, there's agents are leaving money on the table there. But aside from that, we do have Realty.com. We have a couple other lead sources. Vulcan 7. Are we still using Vulcan 7? Yeah, we are. <clears throat> okay, so Vulcan 7, for those of you who maybe uh, are want, want to know a little bit more, and obviously Vulcan 7, I'm not, we're not endorsed by them yet. Jeff, <laughs> yet, yet. Right. Actually, I'm a big fan of them too. So uh, you know, whether it's circle prospecting, let's talk a little bit about that. Drew, day one, listing agent doesn't have the access that we have because let's let's be honest, we are somewhat an anomaly when it comes to some of the lead sources that others own. I want to help the the person who's just starting, yep. who doesn't have the lead source that we have. Where can they start with lead sources to generate listings? Well, great question and. Before I answer that, I will say the people who don't have it, that's the point of joining the team, right? So I know a lead is not a plug to join a team, but I joined the team for a reason. Some people look at me like, you're crazy. Uh, why would you join a team? But there's other parts of the business that I don't want to deal with. You know, I uh, don't care. I don't even like being in the face of stuff. So how you got me on this podcast, that's amazing. I still have <laughs> because but, you come for you are one of our you, you represent one of our core values, which is contribution. And yeah. I know you're a leader that loves to give back. So even though you don't want your face on things, it's not about you. It's about the we you do represent our core values. So that's why I know you're here. So let me just put that out. There. <laughs> yeah. Something True. like that. Yeah. So so uh, joining the team, right? If you're going to join a team uh, now, this is talking about leads, right? If you're having issues getting leads, join a team. Stop being greedy. You have zero, you have 100% of nothing. Just join a team. That was one of the mistakes I made when I first came in. I started out as a fix and flipper, right? So I'm all, I think I'm badass and I, you know, I'm talking to sellers already. I got this. I don't need anything uh, or anybody, right? Join the, the brokerage, do it on my own. I made $7,000 the first year, right? The first year. I don't know what the heck happened, right? I took a listing like day one and that thing didn't sell like for eight months. You know, it, I mean, it went on the contract, but it just didn't close. It was always something going on, right? Some bad limiting beliefs in my head that caused that. I don't know, but $7,000, all that could have been avoided. All that credit card debt and everything could have been avoided if I would have just joined the team right, right off the bat, right? Cut down the learning curve. Get the leads, right? Uh, of course, maybe a team uh, leader doesn't want to hear you're here, you're there for the leads because that's what I was trying to tell Veronica, uh, you know, I just want the lead, you know, the name, the reputation of the, of the team, right? I'll make the, I'll go make the calls. Um, she was trying to sell me on all this other stuff, which is true. Like she opened my eyes to a lot more things, you know, I never saw that coming, but, um, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. She's like, I don't want the fluff, that. Veronica. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want the fluff, no fluff. I don't need the fluff. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I was one of the leads, right? I'll do everything else myself. I'll make the calls. So, you know, get the appointments and all that. Just, I just need the name of the team, the, the reputation and the leads, right? Yeah. So um, one thing or, you know, two types of teams, right? There's one where the team leader is working in the business, right? And then there's one yeah. where like Veronica, the team leader is working on the business, right? Veronica's yeah. not taking listings and, and go, taking, you know, competing with us with stuff. How does that even make sense to anybody out there who's on the team right now? You know, it makes no sense at all. Uh, so I'm, I'm huge, like huge, like largely against that. Um, but if you're not there for leads or whatever, you want to be next to somebody uh, to learn from them, fine, 
that's the reason that's between you and you. But I think the better route to go, especially that we're talking about leads is join somebody who has a, uh, that opportunity for you. Right. And the first indicator or good indicator would be that they are like a Veronica and there's others out there too, um, you know, that work on the business. They're not in the business. They're there to help get you to the next level, get you where you want to go and all that good stuff. Right. So put that aside. Now, where do you get leads from? Uh, you can get leads from anywhere. It can be anybody you're talking to. The thing is, what are you going to do with that lead when it comes? That's really the problem, right? So a lead for a, a listing agent, somebody who's expressed some type of interest about selling, right? Now you got to explore that. That can happen. Somebody sitting next to you. That can be a, a, a center of influence type of lead, right? But you can still jack those up, right? I, we did a training last night of some outside agents and one of the uh, agents there uh, actually raised their hand and, and said they had that experience. They, they jacked up a lead because they were priced. They were using traditional style, the way of comping and all that stuff to, to price them. And the seller was like, nah, I want more, right? I just, I feel like there's more out there. That seller was a referral. That seller went with some, another agent and got more because they were right. It was more out there. Right. So, um, knowing what to say, it, it give you that confidence, right? My, I was trying, I trained with Mike Ferry for two years. So Mike Ferry says, um, the reason what stops people from making the call, right, is because they don't know what to say, right. right? So learn what to say. That's first and foremost, right? Now, everything becomes an opportunity. Anybody you talk to, right, once you learn a dialogue. But lead sources, you know, they come and they go. They're all out there, right, in different flavors. But here's one switch that's really important that not, not a lot of people have uh, caught on to. Nobody cares about the whole going around knocking on the door or asking people, hey, you want to know what your home's worth? They don't want to hear that. That's gone, right? Open door, changed that game, turned it into uh, you want to see what a, somebody would offer, you know? What are you willing, you know, do you want to see what, you know, your home would go for in the market because somebody's giving you an offer? Yeah. So now that that's how we're reeling people in is through cash offer solicitations. You want a cash offer, right? Not all of them. Now, are, let's touch base real quick on that. Why were people saying convenience, control, no hassle on your terms, you know, like, and this is why people were willing to do the open door, the offer pad, the Zillow, yeah. right? Yep. When yep. we were having those conversations, you're like, man, this is gold. Cause if yeah. it doesn't work, then I got another pathway for them. Yeah, another pathway. This is yeah. the entryway of the conversation and people think, oh no, you're lowballing. And they were not low balls. You know, they weren't necessarily low balls, but again, when people, when you enter these conversations, you got to go from the agent who's the mindset of like, it's a traditional listing. No, they were like, listen, what's more important to you? You want to maximize profit? You want convenience? You want control? You want to pick your closing day? You want to know that you're guaranteed closing in 10 days? Like what's important to you? Whether you're talking to someone probate, you know, that they're going through a divorce or they just don't want their neighbors to know that they're selling their house. There's so many reasons. COVID was another reason. And, yeah. and, and so all these things were things that, like you just said, like you were entering the conversation with, you know, with resources, with a solution to something. Yeah. yeah. So here, so here's where people get stuck though. So let's say you got a team or, or even a brokerage or somebody wants to offer that they get stuck on saying, what if they actually said yes. And they, and they want someone to cash offer. Some people don't have the structure of having investors or somebody to make that cash offer or structure to do that. So they got to do the homework first because I've had people say that to me. What if they say, yes, I don't have, who, who do I get to buy it? Jeff, so, you're the man for bringing that up. What's that? You're the man for, you're the man for bringing that up because that's, that's what I wanted to talk about next because yeah. somebody out there is saying that very same thing right now, whoever's watching this, right? Yeah. I, I'm um, 
that's a fear. But then it also, I'll, I'll relate that back to what you said earlier about the um, guaranteed offer, right? Like, or, you know, will not guaranteed offer, but will, if we don't sell it, we'll buy it, right? Yep. What if you can't buy it at the price that they want, right? Because right. there's terms and things that come with that, but it's a bold statement, like we'll buy it, right? If we don't sell it, doesn't always end that way. Now, how it relates to this is cash offers just how you dangle them in. Right. right. Throwing that little yep. carrot out there. You yep. can get them a cash offer. You can take their property and take it to open door, get the thing signed. Right. Take it to open door, take it to one of the big eye buyers and, and represent them as, as an agent. You have that that ability to do that. Now people start overthinking it like all the analyticals out there. was like, yeah, but what about the commission? This and that. Right. What about the opportunity? Right? right. So what if you were only make able to make half a percent of a commission or what if you made nothing? Right. But you had an opportunity to bring them in. All you did was pass them the open door. So and you, you might can, get the buy side too, though. You might get that. And you side. might get the buy side, right? Yeah. So there's a, you gotta just, you gotta get them through that door. And when people were doing it before, it was, it was, uh, you know, know the value of your home. It's not that anymore. Don't right. be afraid to put that cash offer out there if you're overthinking it, right? You have open door, you have offer pad, you got fig team acquisitions. Won't you come talk to us and, and, yeah. and have us make an offer for them, right? Mm -hmm. You can get them an offer. I'm not gonna, like, We'll make an offer. Like we'll talk. Yeah, you know, I'll help you structure it or whatever, or I'll help you, you know, um, dig to find out what the real, you know, challenges for them. All right, what they're looking to accomplish, all that stuff. Right, I help guide you all the way through it. We don't have to make a killing off of that, right? If we can provide some value to you by doing it that way, help you out in your business, there, like the universe will give it back to us in some way, shape, form, or, or method. Right, it's gonna come back. Right. And then there's a lot of opportunity out there for us to just squat up on deals together. Right. If you get an over leveraged property, we do a lot of creative financing. You have an over leveraged property uh, or a seller with over leveraged property, no equity. We can buy that. Right. We can talk. Right. So I help you out on this one deal. I don't make any money, but we establish a, 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 a relationship, a friendship. And then yep. I help you out on the next deal. I make some money. Right. Yep. And you make money, too. So there's that. And then uh, be resourceful. Stop worrying about what you don't have. Go figure yeah. out, go figure it out, right? Google it, something, right? And then <laughs> and then the one thing I'll add to that, one other thing I'll add to that is um, you, when they come in with the cash offer, right? Mm -hmm. You're focused on that so much, but that's just getting them in the door, right? Yeah. So one yeah. of the things we say, one of the first things we say, or this is probably, this, this is the second thing, one of the second or third things we say, right? Uh, what is, is it the convenience of a cash offer quick close, no showings that have you looking off market to sell your home to an investor? Or are you really looking to capitalize on a hot market and make as much as you can off of the property? <laughs> that lets me know they're retail or wholesale. Yep. Right? So if they're retail, all right, now explain why you asked, right? The reason yeah. I ask is because typically if you're wanting them to maximize your profit, you're really going to find that on the, on the open market. Is there anything stopping you from going to the open market? Yep. Right. And then find out what's stopping them from going to the open market. Yep. Right. Yep. The people on the market, they're paying with emotional money and that's expensive. Yep. Right. That's right. So yeah, I love that emotional money. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it, it, it gives them perspective and you're setting the expectations. I'm telling like, it's like, I'm telling you right now, it's investors going to be convenient, this and that the, the price is going to be come out of cost. Right? Just like 7-Eleven. Right. Yeah. Of course. So it's going to come out of cost. But yeah. at least you're there in on the conversation, right? That's half the battle. You got the appointment. You're there on the conversation and you can at least be entertained, be the educator of, you know, the advisor to that. Seller. And then like Jeff said earlier, at the very least, you'll have enough information to make an educated decision on what you do next, whether it's with us or with somebody else or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
so listen for time purposes i want to i just want to get this before we come we're trying to keep it to a certain time and we could probably do this for hours on some of the stuff you guys yeah, you have built into. so we can bring them back we can bring them back part two drew <laughs> part two drew <laughs> So, the, so, so you got all this system stuff, right? And there's a lot of like, I heard you saying you teach them third party stories. And if you were teaching a newer listing agent, let's face it, they're overwhelmed with what even to say the first five minutes. How do you get them to practice this? Like before you send them out to oh, do this or tell me about practicing because no one likes to practice. Nobody yeah. likes to practice, right? No. Even though the high paid professionals like athletes go out and practice all the time. Every day no, before you see them uh, on the field. Yep. Yeah. Nobody likes to practice, right? Yeah. So uh, we do that. We, we have, um, we encourage role playing, right? One, they have to want it, right? You can't want it more than them, right? So that's the requirement. You got to want it. The, the person we talked about earlier, Joel, he sought me out at one of the events. I wasn't even looking for people. And he and he asked all the questions. He said, man, how do I get on there? This is what I really want to do. This is why I've done this, this, and that. He was hungry, right? So you have to want it. Joel and I, we talk. He calls me all the time, right? We do call reviews up 11, 12 o'clock at night, right? And then we're up in the morning getting it again, right? Nobody sees that. They just see the result, right? Yeah. So reinforcement training is really where it comes in right so even with military training and all that you get thrown everything at you at like a fire hose right to the mouth straight to the mouth yep. but the yep. nostrils closed there and i just open it up it's all in there right so yep. you got to consume all that as much as you can but that's just the start right that's why it's called boot camp and then the reinforcement training along the way right the bumps and bruises the school of the hard knocks right you learn from each and every situation and it's constantly being reinforced. That's why we're not afraid to tell you everything we do, right? I just went over the whole system last night at an event um, for agents, anybody who wanted to learn. We did the whole system. How many agents were there? Uh, 15. Wow, 15 agents want to learn how to be better listing agents. Yeah. Wow. See, so, I think the ego yeah. gets in the way because I think a lot of people need to be need to learn how to be better agents, but they think they're good at it until they lose you know, three out of five and they're, they're making excuses. There's the BS part of this of why they didn't get the listing because they really just weren't good at it, but they're not going to admit to that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh man. There's one more thing. If we have time to add that, that came up, right. I shared it at the, uh, the, the, uh, the training last night and it came up again. I keep bringing up Joel, but, uh, it came up from him, right. Joel came from, uh, Keller Williams, right. Yeah. yeah. I I was with Keller. I started with Keller Williams, right. When I came down here to Florida, I read millionaire real real estate agent book. Awesome book. It laid out the 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 pipeline or the the blueprint on how to be a you know net a million right in real yep. estate. Yep. It was all listing based. I was like, I'm going to Keller Williams for sure. That book sold me on Keller Williams. Went to Keller Williams. Went to Bold. Right. Did that training. Yep. And it, it fell short of what it was supposed to do. Right. And the reason and, and it really didn't come. All this didn't really come to surface until Joel. We were having trouble with uh, one of his calls, and. He said, look, man, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't know, man. It's just in my head. I keep thinking, provide value, provide value, provide value. Right. And I know he came from Keller Williams. I was like, damn, it clicked. Right. Two things Keller Williams says, right. I'm not talking crap about Keller Williams. I love Keller Williams. Right. Yeah. I'll actually, I actually recommend a lot of new agents to go to Keller Williams because they at least have some type of structure to, sure. to uh, you know, some type of uh, boot camp in the beginning, some type of training that you don't really get in a lot we of places. We got that too over here where we at too, okay? So don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to say, yeah, I don't, to, to not, you know, sound like I'm beating up Keller Williams, but this is a real no, problem that Keller they have. Yeah, um, the real problem that they had, that they have, is mm-hmm. they tell you, lead with value, right? Amazing advice, thank you, right? Uh, be a, use the consultative approach to selling, 
really amazing advice, right? Yep. And then all their scripts is like, um, you know, just that we're not a sales, we're not salespeople, we're uh, we're, we're consultants. They're all their signature blocks. Go whatever Keller Williams agent you know that's newer, like you know, five years or less, whatever. Look at their signature block. It's probably like something to the fact that they're a real estate sales or real estate consultant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, oh hold on. You lost you, Drew, for a sec. Let's try. Nope. Oh. Ah. Wait. Where are we at? Oh, Let's see. so good. Nope. 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 Did anything change in your headset? Right, now, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's connected to my phone. I got to put my phone like on silent because, uh, go uh, airplane mode. Airplane mode. Hey, there we go. All right. All sorry, right. guys. So, so provide value, consultant. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I call BS on that, right? Because they don't, they, they tell you to do that, right? They tell you to do that. They have scripts. One of the things that people will resonate with is uh, they tell people to uh, go visit a for sale by owner and drop off a seller's disclosure. What the hell is it? What kind of value is that? Right. Like for sale by owners want to deal with that, right? They don't want a, sell, a seller's disclosure. Shut up. And contrary to popular belief, it's not even, it's not, it's not mandatory, no matter who's right. going to argue with me or not, it's not mandatory, right? What's mandatory by law is that they disclose any material defects, right? But you got to prove that right. they even knew it was a material defect. How many right. times have you seen a seller's disclosure uh, come, come, uh, you know, get get attached to a, a listing and it's crossed out saying seller has never occupied the property? What type of BS is that? They they've owned the property for such and such years. They know what they had the what maintenance you know thing items they had to pay for. They know what capital expenses they had to pay for. They know what issues came up, but they don't know what's going on in the property. Right. That's proof in, in the pudding right there. So uh, they they tell you to drop that worthless piece of paper off to them as value. That's not value, right? Um, they tell you to be a sales consultant, but they don't show you how, right? So inadvertently, what are they training to? They're training you to tell, not sell, right? Because selling's not telling. Right. Selling is asking questions. Right. Yeah. How do we know what is valuable to them is we we ask them. Right. Yeah. Ask, and then we yeah, ask them. Yeah. And then here's, here's the magic oh, question. That. Here's here's where you're hitting at. And this is like, I think, the magic in, in a lot of sales talks that even we do even outside of real estate is when you say lead with value. If I said to you, Drew, what is value to you? And then I asked Veronica, what does value mean to you? The definition is different. What we think we're bringing, well, I do bring value. No, according to you, that's what you think value is. They might have yeah. thought it was BS or garbage or junk mail. So yeah. the definition of value is the most important thing you need to keep in mind. It's not about what you think is value. It's what do they think is value. 100%. So how do we get, so just to wrap this baby up. So you ran into a stumbling block last night, right? You came to mm-hmm. the realization. Was there any end result to that or any thought of like, yeah. What you did next. And then- yeah. So how, how do you, how do you, you handle both of them the same way, right? How do you lead with value? You ask questions to find out what value is, right? Right. And then how do you, and then you offer that, right? And then how do you, uh, bec- how do you sell the consultative way, right? You ask questions, right? You don't tell them you're a sales consultant because that's silly, right? Especially on the listing side. Well, they want a shark like me who's going to give them the most money out of the, uh, you know, out of the market, right? Yep, At the yep. end of the day, they're going to know they didn't leave any money on the table, right? Because that's what right. they're going to feel from me, right? So that's, you know, and I'm finding out questions. I'm asking the questions along the way because I am actually a consultant, right? I'm consulting. I'm, I'm, I'm doing takeaways, like right? pullaways, right? Well, yeah, maybe you should go that route. Maybe you should keep the property, right? 
or you know maybe she's just go on the market and sell with a you know with an agent if i'm on the acquisition side right so yeah. not being afraid to tell them those options are there right full transparency let them know what you're going to do because they can't stop it anyway right if they're motivated they can't stop it you know i so, think um so i think to just tie this up and i think you i have some nugget too is i love the way you, in the beginning you said is just if if you don't agree with me tell me no don't give me like maybe he's not accepted tell me no give them permission and i think here you're saying like if we just ask them straight up, like, hey, while we're having this conversation, you know, what what it, what would be valuable to you? What is the value you're looking for out of this conversation? Ask them straight up what they find valuable so that we know that we're hitting on all those pieces that they find valuable. And I think we just ask them what it is and we hit we accomplish that. We're going down the right path. Yeah. So and I think the way we asking, do that. Yeah. And the way we do that, too, the, to be a little bit more like tactful and like um, strategic is uh, we throw out hypotheticals. Right. Yeah. And, and third party stories. Right. And to see if that would be a benefit to them. Now we know our process the whole way through. We've loaded our magazine clip full of ammo. Right. So when we get to the presentation and we present to what we know that they want and need and they throw up any type of objections, we can knock it down one shot at a time like a sniper. Right. Right. We're not machine gunners. <laughs> Snipers. I, I love the Marine in you, man. I love the Marine in you. Listen, um, I'm just honored right. that people got to see behind our world a little bit, Jeff, yeah. and we're going to keep yeah. on doing a little bit more of this. You know, I know that there's, you know, you're experienced in, in getting into people's businesses and looking behind the scenes. Did this one bring you some good nuggets? Oh, yeah, this was great. I mean, look, it's I think it's what everyone's looking for. And it's not about everyone that thinks there's some magic somewhere. And it's while it might be magical in its own way, it's not anything that others can't do. It's the will to drive the systems and the discipline to do it. Right. Yeah. So, when you get around opportunities, you know, it's knowing how to identify those opportunities, too, and checking your ego at the door. You know, you definitely. can do this alone or you could do this with other people where together you guys bring your strengths together and then create something pretty awesome. Um, yeah. This were special to me because I love Drew. Drew someone that's really important to my world and obviously Relaunch Live, something that create, that was started from just this idea to rethink, reimagine, and, re and be re-inspired. So I hope today you guys got super re-inspired to think about your business and approaching listings differently and maybe even how you approach teams and opportunities. Don't get out there and beat your head up against the wall alone when you've got people that are willing to help you. Thank you for tuning in today. Jeff, take us away. What do you got? Yeah, and just so you know, good news, we're we're um, we're live on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify now. We're we're good on the podcast front. Uh, make sure you share this with someone you think might uh, benefit from this as well. And we're just going to keep bringing it. Drew, thank you for your time. Appreciate you. And yeah, you, you, can follow Drew. you can add sub to Drew on IG. He's amazing. And can I can I can I say something about that that's has that is all about like bodybuilding and stuff? I'm not a social media guy. Uh, even you know what's funny on my Facebook. I have secret agent with the Figueroa team, right? Just to be like, silly. <laughs> somebody called me out on that one time. I have screenshots of the, the thing. And they were like, you know what? You'd probably do better if you had, you know, maybe your contact info on the back. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? But I got 23 clothes already, you know, in a nine pending at the time early in the year. Uh, I think I'm doing all right. And she was like, show off. <laughs> you know? so. Well, listen, Drew, the uh, yeah. hard work and discipline and sub to Drew as well in your fitness world. If you follow him, you'll be super impressed with his discipline. Thank you guys again. Take us away. Take us out. Until next one. See y'all. See you. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast, helping you rethink 
reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.